It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back. I'm Ethan Millen filling in for Boyd today. Thanks so much for joining us. And you know what? Let's we're going to pivot here. You know we have to. We're going to talk about the the debate. We still will, but let's just review this Amber Alert because everyone's in their cars right now. Uh, so let's get this handled. Let's find this child. The suspect is driving a blue 2008 Prius. The license plate is E847GT. That's E. 847GT. If you see that vehicle, call 911. Let them know that you found it. The suspect they think is driving that vehicle. Her name is Emily Jolly. Uh, she's about 5'8, 140 pounds. She's got brown hair. Uh, they don't know what she was wearing, but the child abduction victim, the victim they're looking for is Taryn Alexander Butler. He's six. He's wearing black gym shorts, hiking boots, and a green t shirt with blue sleeves. He's got blonde hair and brown eyes. He's about four feet tall. Uh, so if you see these people and they are driving that 2008 Toyota Prius with the license plate E847GT, uh, they're going to be within visual distance of a KSL listener at some point this morning. Let's find them. E847GT, that's a blue uh, 2008 Toyota Prius. If you see that car, call 911. If you know Emily Jolly, if you know where she is, or if you know where Taryn Alexander Butler is, call 911 because you know how serious these are. And uh, so let's get this handled. We're going to bring continue to bring information on this to you. Of course, that's what we do here on KSL News Radio. But uh, honestly, and, and I think you get this, law enforcement's best chance and this family's best chance is you and me on the roads right now. Blue Toyota Prius, License plate E847GT. That's an Amber Alert. Call 911. All right. I've been getting some texts. We're going to set that aside here uh, for just a minute, and but we'll come back to it. We've got some texts here that uh, about the debate. The debate's tomorrow, and I know we've had a uh, this weird – I mentioned this before we went to the break. We've had this weird coronavirus time time phase out where it seems too early to have the debate and – you know, how are we only at the debate so far? Uh, the election is still just several weeks away. You know, we're, we're coming into October and then it's the first of November. So it's, it's just a little bit over a month away. And, and it is, it, it's been so frustrating how all of this has played out. And I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at the texts that are coming in. Hold on. I'm going to turn the sound off here because it keeps beeping at me. Um, and, I want to just make an observation about the text questions that I've got so far. And I've gotten probably, I don't know, a dozen or two of, of them. And I looked through all of the ones that um, Kellyanne listed for me that are were previous submissions to this program that Boyd has been collecting. Both questions for President Trump, President Biden, President both, or, or President both, <laughs> or both, you know. And I'll tell you, my here's my first observation, and this is that an overwhelming number of these questions are gotcha questions. Very few of them are really honest 
uh, searchings. For the most part, they are all worded, and some of them they try and kind of word them tricky, right? So maybe they could submit a gotcha question in disguise. Uh, but they are all gotcha questions for either for Senator Biden or President Trump. And isn't that just how it's been? So here's what I think we should all do. And I'll tell you, this is what I'm going to do. And I know you're going to think, oh, Ethan, this is irresponsible. This is very civic minded of you. But actually, I think it is. I'm not going to watch the debate tomorrow. And I don't think that any of us should. And I'll, I'll tell you why I'm not going to watch it. A couple of reasons. One of them is that I've made up my mind. And I suspect you have as well. And I don't anticipate... Um, especially in the absence of any meaningful fact-checking, which already uh, the moderator said he would not engage in. I, I honestly don't think that there's anything that is going to be seen that will persuade anyone one way or the other. Uh, and I know that maybe that sounds like a cheap answer, but hear me out. Hear me out here. I think at a certain point we have to say enough is enough because there are things larger than this presidential election. There are. And you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about our families and I'm thinking about our friendships because those right now are being sacrificed in this election and they're being sacrificed for the efforts of a few politicians and what they've deemed are really, really important. And you know, Hey, these issues are important and there's an election important. Sure it is, but is it more important? No, it's not. And why would we ever sacrifice and continue to sacrifice the relationships that we have and the communities that we build around them, both with friends and family, and close friends who are family. Why would we sacrifice that for a group of men and women who we will never meet in person, who will never walk through our front door on Christmas morning with a, with a handful of, of gifts from grandkids, who will never invite us to lunch, who will never call us up because they just thought about us, that's what we're losing. And you know what I'm talking about. We've all had that opportunity to blow up meaningful parts of our lives, and some of us have enthusiastically taken it. And you guys know me, and I'm, I'm an old political guy. The, I, I did politics my entire time on, you know, full-time with KSL. So it's not like I, I don't know. But what's happening is not normal, and I, and I don't think that we should continue to pretend that it is normal. And I think at a certain point, we got to say, you know what? Enough is enough. And I know it's tempting. I know it's tempting to say, well, this is so important that once we get this done, then things can go back to normal, but it will never go back to normal. We've started to adopt this ends justifies the means mentality of, well, once we get this done, then that's going to make it worth it. But the fact of the matter is, is there's no ends for the means to justify. There will always be another decision. There's a famous, uh, there's a famous quote from Sir Thomas More, and I know I'm going to probably butcher it, but maybe you know the one I'm talking about. If not, look it up. But uh, an enthusiastic young lawyer was boasting about the lengths he'd go to to take down the devil. I'd cut through every law in Britain to take him down. And Sir Thomas More said, and I'm paraphrasing here, well, what would you do then? The last law in Britain was cut down and the devil turned around to meet you. Where would you go? All the laws of Britain haven't been cut down. And it's the same thing in our personal lives. Where will we go then when the devil turns around to meet us? And we don't have our families. We don't have our friends. We've blown up those relationships.
Is President Biden going to come and comfort you? Is President Trump going to put that money in your account? No, neither of those men will. And none of their issues will either. And those are the things that we have to protect. And I think at a certain point, we just have to stop. And we have to say, no, I'm not doing your legwork anymore. I'm not giving you any more of my time. This is going to get fought out on November 3rd. And in the meantime, I'm going into preservation mode for my family, for my children, for my friends. And you might think, well, everyone in your life is on the same page as you. But I'll tell you right now, if it's more than two or three people, you're fooling yourself. They're not on the same page as you. But we are harming those relationships and we are changing the way people perceive us because of the way that we're behaving right now in politics. So we got to step away and say, you know what? I'm not watching the debate. I'm not going to do it. I'm, not, I'm no longer going to play a role of sabotaging our communities in order to benefit someone else's political agenda that will never really mean a lot here in the long run. We've got long-term relations that have to be protected. All right, everyone keep your eyes peeled for that blue Prius. E847GT is the license plate number. That is the Amber Alert. Call 911 if you see it. We'll be right back after this news break. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.